Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Amazon tiene todo lo que necesitas para tu dormitorio. Desde productos esenciales hasta ropa y decoración e incluso ropa de cama para... Sí, 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 estás activas. Y si estás irregulares también. Ahorra en todo para la universidad en Amazon. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumbo Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumbo Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, if you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code, what's the code? Larry21. Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level. Welcome to the True Crime Never Sleeps podcast. We dive into stories of true crime, from unsolved cold cases to historic kidnapping to gangsters and beyond. We are your source for true crime. We thank you for listening. Welcome to the True Crime Never Sleeps podcast. I'm your host, Larry Lace. Today, we dive into another Murder Monday. First, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Audible. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks, ranging from bestsellers to celebrity memoirs, news, business, and self-development. Every month, members get one credit to pick any title, plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection, and access to daily news digest from the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post, as well as a guided meditation program. I'm currently listening to The Actor's Life by Jenna Fisher, it's a unique take on what it takes to become an actor. Jenna Fisher is best known for her role on The Office. Sign up today and receive one free audiobook and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com larry21. And if you don't like the Audible, you can cancel your membership and still keep the free audiobook. And now let's dive into today's topic. The Richardson family murders were the most shocking, brutal crime in Canadian history, making global headlines. Amongst all the odd things in the world, children shedding the blood of others is near the top. It is even more inconceivable and horrifying when their own parents are the victims. Jasmine Richardson, a 12-year-old from Medicine Hat, Alberta, followed the same destructive path in 2006 when she killed her whole family with her boyfriend, Jeremy Steinke. It was a tragic night at the Richardson house, 
with blood smeared on the walls and three dead bodies lying on the floor. Jasmine, born in 1994, was a bubbly child growing up. She had a brother, Jacob, four years younger than her. They lived together with their parents, Mark and Deborah Richardson, in their family home in Medicine Hat in Alberta, Canada. Her parents wanted the best for their children, so they didn't stop Jasmine from having new experiences. In January 2006, Jasmine met Jeremy at a punk rock festival. He claimed to be a gothic 300-year-old werewolf. Yeah, that's right. Murder Mondays involving a werewolf. He wore a blood vial around his neck. When Jasmine asked him about it, he told her that he loved the taste of blood and asked her to join the website VampireFreaks.com. Starry-eyed upon meeting Jeremy, his gothic lifestyle immediately drew her in. Jasmine started wearing heavy makeup to appear much older than she was and hung out with him regularly. Within a month, they fell in love and started dating each other. Jasmine slowly started to lose herself in him and became darker. The personality change was too extreme to go unnoticed by her family. When Mark, now 42, and Deborah, now 48, learned about Jeremy being Jasmine's boyfriend, they became enraged. They believed he was taking advantage of their young daughter since Jasmine was 11 years younger than him. So they grounded her and forbade her from seeing Jeremy again. Well, obviously, you know, that never works. Jasmine was hopelessly in love and continued to talk with Jeremy secretly on VampireFreaks.com chat forum. A month before the murder, Jasmine wrote to Jeremy under the alias Runaway Devil, quote, I hate them. So I have this plan. It begins with me killing them and ends me ends with me living with you. Jeremy, who was already furious at Mark and Deborah for putting the physical distance between him and Jasmine, replied under the alias Soul Eater. Well, I love your plan, but we need to get a little more creative with, like, details and stuff. Over the next few days, Jasmine and Jeremy formed a comprehensive plan to murder her parents. Jasmine even shared it with her friends, but nobody believed her. That night, before the atrocious murders, the two watched the movie Natural Born Killers with their friends. Its plot revolved around a young couple who went on a violent killing spree. It's no surprise that Jeremy called it the best love story of all time. After midnight on April 22, 2006, Jasmine snuck Jeremy into the house through a window. Dressed in all black with a mask hiding his face, he came equipped with a butcher knife. Both Mark and Deborah were sleeping when Deborah was suddenly startled awake by a loud noise. When she got out of bed to check it out, her search led her to the basement. Once Deborah set foot inside, Jeremy got out of hiding from behind the door. Shocked at his sudden appearance, she screamed, but Jeremy immediately silenced her by placing his hand on her mouth. Deborah kicked him to loosen his hold and loudly cried for Mark to come and help her, but Jeremy quickly cut short her cries. By stabbing her in the stomach. He continued to stab her 12 times before throwing her down on the floor. As Deborah breathed her last while bleeding out, Mark rushed into the basement after waking up from his wife's screams. Seeing Deborah's lifeless body, he charged at Jeremy with a screwdriver in a fit of rage. Unfortunately, Mark was no match for a skilled murderer like Jeremy. He aimed straight, straight for Mark's heart and stabbed him. The screwdriver fell to the floor as Mark clutched his chest to stop the bleeding. But it was no use as Jeremy struck him again, piercing him 24 times. Spewing blood, he asked Jeremy why, to which Jeremy replied, Because your daughter wanted it that way. And that was when Mark gave up fighting for his life and died with tears in his eyes. 
With a menacing laugh, Jeremy looked down at his hands covered in blood, called out Jasmine to come and look at the beautiful mess he had created. After seeing both her parents dead, she hugged Jeremy, whispered seduct seductively in his ear how they still had one loose end to eliminate, her little brother. Under the guise of a worried sister, Jasmine dashed upstairs to Jacob's room to soothe him after he'd awoken from all the screaming. Jeremy entered the room as the terrified brother held his big sister for dear life. Jasmine left Jacob to join Jeremy at the door, and the two of them cornered the eight-year-old. Jacob felt increasingly terrified and addressed his sister while sobbingly, sobbing uncontrollably, saying, I'm scared. I'm too young to die. As a response, Jasmine drove her knife into Jacob's chest, after which Jeremy slashed his throat. She justified killing her brother with the excuse that it would have been cruel of her to leave him in a world with no parents. After massacring the entire family, Jasmine and Jeremy headed out to a restaurant to celebrate. And now on to the shocking discovery of the massacre. Jacob's six-year-old friend visited the Richardson residence the next day on April 23rd for a play date. As he looked through the window for any sign of Jacob, he saw a bloody handprints smudged on the house walls. Horrified at the sight, he screamed and ran to his parents, who called 911. When the police reached at 1 p.m., they were appalled to discover the brutality of the murders. The bodies had been slain so viciously that they immediately knew it was a crime of passion. After searching the house for evidence, they discovered the family portrait. At that point, they realized that the daughter was missing. Concerned that the perpetrator must have kidnapped her as his fourth victim, they issued an ambulance alert. After details of the murder went public, the citizens became petrified at the thought of such a ruthless killer on the loose. People all over the world grieved for the Richardson family. Meanwhile, police officers visited Jasmine's school, hoping for clues to find her. They went through her locker in which they found a stick figure drawing of a girl setting fire to a house with her family inside and fleeing in her boyfriend's truck. This unexpected find made the investigators suspicious, and they searched her computer's browsing history. It was then that they came across the incriminating messages exchanged between Jasmine and Jeremy. So in a shocking turn of events, Jasmine became a murder suspect and not just a missing person. The police utilized all their resources to track Jasmine and Jeremy down to Saskatchewan, about 130 kilometers from Medicine Hat. The two were arrested and charged with the murder of Mark, Deborah, and Jacob. While Jasmine refused to admit her crimes, Jeremy confessed accidentally. He was detained in Calgary jail when he had proudly told his fellow inmate about his triumph. You hear about that triple homicide? Yeah, you're looking at him. Me and my old lady have become legends. Little did he know that the inmate was an undercover police officer. The trial to decide Jasmine's fate began in July 2007. Even though she refused to admit to the murders till the end, the jury found her guilty. On November 8th, she was condemned to 10 years in jail, the maximum penalty for minors under 14 years. Being merely 12 years old, Jasmine was the youngest person ever to be charged with multiple charges of murder in Canada history. Jeremy's trial commenced later in 2008, and like Jasmine, he was also convicted of three counts of first-degree murder. He was ordered to serve life imprisonment with no parole for at least 25 years, 
on December 15, 2008. Even in prison, Jasmine and Jeremy continued to exchange letters where they promised to marry each other. Following the rules of Jasmine's sentencing, she was released in 2011 to serve her remaining time in the community under complete supervision. In September 2011, she enrolled as a freshman at Mount Royal University in Calgary, Alberta. Her 10-year sentence ended in 2016, after which she was completely free from the bounds of the criminal justice system. Leave us a comment in the comment section below. What do you think about this case? Um, did you know anything about this case before this episode? As always, give us a like. Um, hit that thumbs up button. Subscribe to the channel if you, if you like our content. And if you want to support the show, you can buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash TCNS. And if you're new to the channel, thank you so much for watching. And to everybody else watching, thank you so much for watching and listening. And we will see you next time. Take care. You have been listening to the True Crime Never Sleeps Podcast. Thank you for listening. You can follow us on Facebook at True Crime Never Sleeps Podcast and on Twitter at True Crime NS. And follow us on Instagram at True Crime Never Sleeps. Thanks for watching. If you want to support the show, buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash TCNS or become a patron at patreon.com slash True Crime Never Sleeps. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.